Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. guys welcome back to the crypto campfire podcast this is the professor and mitch and today we're sitting down for round two with shitcoin sherpa this is definitely going to be crazy sherpa's been doing some really cool live streams that we want to talk about and all in all this is just going to be an awesome episode before we get into that let's grab that crypto news from the crypto gent thanks professor hello crypto campfire listeners and welcome for that cryptocurrency news and a flash with the crypto gent JP Morgan agrees to $2.5 million settlement over overcharging crypto fees. Swiss financial watchdog approves local bank to deal with cryptocurrencies. And Electronium promotes crypto use across Africa with in-app electricity top-up feature. That's the cryptocurrency news in a flash with the crypto gent. And it's back to you, Professor. Thanks a lot, crypto gent. Round two? I thought this was like round four or five. It's round two <laughs> it official like campfire recordings, but it okay, is about like okay. five or who knows what <laughs> between all of the other mediums in which we've connected. Right? Yeah, this one's actually canon, so. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so what's going on, Sherpa? What are you up to, man? Oh, not much, man. Just dealing with all the craziness down here. Oh, it's everywhere. What's it like down yeah. there right now? People are... Uh, taking it a lot more seriously last I saw you know I had to go to a Walmart yesterday and not even that many people in there most of them wearing masks and stuff uh, everybody's sanitizing you know it's at least they're taking a little bit more precautions uh, our right. area is mostly seniors demographically so it's it's probably more at risk than uh, you know larger cities and stuff damn that's that's a rough <laughs> yeah that's really rough i know uh i know detroit's gone haywire with their count of how many um cases there are and it's just exponentially growing um you know the doctors are you know hospitals are running out of supplies like crazy um uh, you know went to go get water from the grocery store today and you couldn't even find any water and i'm like well okay I have to go to back to the tap, you know, I got to put, put a couple more charcoal filters on and I'm good. So <laughs> it's, it's getting nuts. I mean, so I just, when I was connecting here, I went through Twitter to get the link instead of through zoom, like I usually do. And, um, Joe Diffie was trending and I know, yeah. I think it was rice that said that, you know, once the first real big name celebrity dies from this, people are going to start to get serious. And there's been a few names, but Joe Diffie was the first one that I really, kind of recognized and so joe diffie just died from the coronavirus wow what the crap that's yeah. crazy you know it's just solidifying now it, it's like um you know like the real gut-wrenching oh shit is starting to happen and you know you try to keep your wits about you you try to keep positive and and look for the sunshine beyond the clouds you know but it, it gets challenging at times and you know, when you try to do good things and you're on Twitter and you, you try to bring communities together and then there's, there's always this one guy that likes to just mess things up and, you know, get at you and it's like, whatever. So uh, it's still try and find the positivity throughout the day for sure. 
it's going to be harder as we move into the the deeper stages of containment, if you will, you know, the next stages that they try to implement to right. prevent the spread. And you weren't, you weren't on the call this morning, but on the Cerebro call this morning, I was talking, uh, Gandalf and Nils and I were kind of the first ones on and Gandalf was telling us about, he's in, he's in Croatia and they have checkpoints and everything right now. Like he lives just outside of the city and he can't go into the city without written permission and they can't come outside of the city without written mm-hmm. permission. And it's, been like that for like two weeks now. Wow. And I hadn't seen any news on that. I mean, I've seen a whole bunch about other countries, but I hadn't seen anything on Croatia yet. But yeah, it's uh, it's happening. Yeah. I mean, you're starting to see a little bit of that here. Uh, Monday, I've got to go in and try to work out something because, you know, we go into three different states uh, serving patients and everything. And I believe North Carolina is trying to lock down as much as they can. So we're going to have to carry something like that just to get around. Yeah, there's definitely going to be something I got my letter of, I don't know, letter of employment with a critical business, whatever you want to call it um, on Friday. So if they ever do end up putting checkpoints out or anything, the sheriff just said they didn't intend on it, but you know, that doesn't mean anything tomorrow could be totally different. But yeah. it is what it is. And so that's why we've got things like this. We can jump on a podcast and we can just kind of bullshit with each other and share stories and have a good time and forget about it for a little while, except for we always talk about it for half a podcast. <laughs> it seems like these days. Well, it's like the, the first thing and the top thing on most everybody's mind. Um, and it's hard to get away from that. You know, I, I try, I've tried the last few days to just like get away from the news, you know, stop, stop looking at the news, stop watching the news. And then, you know, scroll past all the stuff that has to do with coronavirus on Twitter just to, to find some positive vibes. And I actually started going outside of our echo chamber and, and, you know, reaching out to no coiners and people that are just in everyday life um, to do the same thing, to just find that positivity and, and share some. Cause it's like, without keeping that in fresh in your mind, you lose your sanity in a hurry, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's why these community chats have been great, but you know, we, we talk about the coronavirus and everything, of course, but you know, sometimes it's good to hash out what you're feeling and not just get overwhelmed with all the media exposure to it and what everybody else is saying, you know? Right. Yeah, you got to share information like that. If you don't, then you just you're literally tunnel vision through the media. And what's the point of that? So you got to it's important to have those conversations, like you say. Yeah. And I mean, crypto Twitter has been great for me in terms of that. You know, I did one of those uh, group chats the other night and I had somebody on from Mexico, Canada, the UK. Um, you know, I had somebody on from Australia and everything. And so getting all of these perspectives from different countries has just been, you know, outstanding because, you know, I'm either seeing the local stuff here in Tennessee or, you know, at best, um, what filters through the national media. Well, that's just it. It opens up that, it opens up that looking glass, right? I mean, you're seeing it, but you're seeing it from boots on the ground. You're seeing it from people that are living it, not people that are in a, freaking office somewhere focused on the bullshit or trying to sensationalize things or, you know, make things what they're not. And I think that's, that's a big thing to it. You know, here's the thing. People say, Oh, you get your information off Twitter. I'm sorry, but crypto Twitter, the people that I follow on crypto Twitter are some of the most researching digging motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. And they'll find (laughs) shit that you couldn't find in the books for God's sakes. I mean, it's crazy. 
So yeah, I, I take a lot of value in what people say <laughs> on Twitter because there are some researching people. It's about paying attention to who you can trust and who's just out there for the bullshit. So that's the thing that's hard to determine. But when you have those long-term friends, like some of the people that, that we've been around for a long time on Twitter, it's like, you know, who, who knows what they're doing and who has an idea and who else is just trying to spew bullshit that they read on the news. Yeah. And I mean, that's been the thing with a lot of crypto. I mean, even, you know, I used to say that what a year ago, whenever people were trading and stuff, like you follow a lot of people, you eventually narrow it down to the people that you know, you can trust. And that's really good to have. Um, the space has been great for that. Like you said, there's some brilliant people in the space. And if you're filtering that, then, you know, as you figure out, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't trust this guy. Maybe, uh, maybe this guy's opinions are a little bit out there, but you're getting all of it and you can digest it from there instead of just getting, you know, three or four views from the national news networks. Yeah. You know, and you can eventually sort of work it down to the source of the information too. Cause a lot of it's just, you know, it starts somewhere and then it gets spread and eventually you can kind of start narrowing it down to those people that are actually getting you that information first and giving you the real information. And it's not telephoned 582,000 times through Twitter. And now it's something totally different, right? Social media and the modern world in general have offered us so much opportunity, uh, especially in times of crisis that we never would have had 20 years ago, right? It was, this would have been totally different. We'd have all been stuck in our house because the radio and the the news on channel two told us that we had to shelter in place because there was some massive virus going around and we'd have all just had to kind of assume that what we were being told was true. Yeah. And I mean, I even think Twitter to some extent is better than a lot of it. Um, I had a cousin recently who I'd been telling her for a while, you know, Facebook sucks, get on Twitter. You get a lot better information. You can kind of follow people and, uh, you know, really get more into topics and, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the character limit. It's like, no, no, trust me. That's good. Um, yeah, that's, that's a benefit. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Facebook's just like, oh, I don't miss it. I really don't. No, it's and it's so just garbage. Like, it's the worst. It's the worst. So, you know, I used to run groups and stuff and that's like even worse because suddenly, apparently everybody and their dog thinks you're like responsible for everybody in the group and their actions. And it's just like, oh God, I don't have the time for this. Go away. It's not my fault. He didn't show up to pick up your toy camera, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the shit you see on a national level, you know, almost politically. Facebook feels like the people who want a babysitter to take care of everything. Yep. And Twitter is more the people who would rather not have a babysitter. And yeah, she shows up sometimes and bans a few <laughs> of us. But Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's true, though. It's true, though. That's a great way of describing it, because I'm not saying that Twitter is mature in any fashion, but it seems like it's much easier, or at least it is now, to get into an a intelligent conversation on Twitter than it is on Facebook. I don't know. I just, I've never had a nice experience on Facebook. It was all just like, what's your IQ? Are you like four, five? I don't know. I think the biggest thing I remember from Facebook was just, but basically talking to my friends, you know, people that I, that I've known forever or family, right. And keeping up with what everybody was up to, but that was about it. I never really got into uh, anything outside of that on Facebook. And then along comes Twitter and, Oh my God, talk about a rabbit hole. Holy shit. <laughs> Sherpa. 
you've been around for quite a long time with us and you have joined in on the rap battles on Friday nights. We need to find a different name for these things. For the lack of wanting to offend somebody, I really enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun and, you know, I think other people enjoy it too. So I don't want to, I don't want us to stop doing them, but maybe we could call them something different. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe like Friday night rhyme time. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Crypto campfire poetry corner. There you go. (laughs) We'll call it the poetry corner. Shit poets are us. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) <laughs> shit coin slam poetry yeah yeah there you nice. go <laughs> we'll we'll find something man maybe we'll call yeah. it the rhyme rumble <laughs> <laughs> all right sure but let's make a prediction here let's all assume right. that this lockdown continues for a month in your opinion what do you think the craziest thing that you might resort to for entertainment would be and then let's <laughs> see if this happens if you get more crazy than you anticipated I am very easily entertained, actually. I think, you know, most people uh, are already getting bored with this. Uh, I've got eight terabytes of uh, classic TV that I've collected between three hard drives. And so it's like I can, uh, I've got about a good 30 years of TV on all my computers and uh, (laughs) hard drives. You're set, man. Yeah, I can, I can outlast this if it lasts till next year. I'm good. Nice. I've got so many like half started projects around here that I couldn't, I don't think I could get bored. If I really, really ran out of stuff to do, uh, that would be saying something about our state because either everything has gone totally shit and I don't have time to do stuff because I'm protecting my family from zombies um, or I'd magically finished everything, which means the lockdown's been going on for like 50 years. So I think I'm okay too. I've never really understood boredom. I mean, it just seems so foreign to me. And like everybody around me is constantly saying that I'm bored. I'm bored. My daughter will say that sometimes. And it's like, you have access. (laughs) Yeah, you have access to the entire world at your fingertips through the tablet, through the computer. You have every show that's ever been made between three or four streaming platforms, pretty much. You know, you have... 2000 plus years of human history recorded in some form or another and you have access to all of that whenever i was a kid i got whatever channels on the tv that came in whenever i hooked a coat hanger to it exactly and there was no internet you know for normal people no so, like tinfoil balls on top of the rabbit ears and yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 man like that's one of my fondest memories i was in like third grade and i had a bunk bed that was made out of metal, one of those futon deals. Mm-hmm. And I would run a series of coat hangers from that to the bunk bed. And then <laughs> I would have those connected with aluminum foil. And I would get seven or eight channels and my parents would come in there like, you know, if, if lightning strikes or something, <laughs> we're, we're all dead, especially <laughs> <gonna> you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, look at these channels. It's so clear. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Oh my goodness. Uh, the old days of technology, man. I remember my earliest memory of the internet and it was because of the local hockey team had a webpage and I went there and it was the first webpage I actually visited as a child. I got on my, I was six, I think. And uh, I got on my dad's IBM PS1 and managed to find my way to the Billings Bulls webpage. And uh, I don't know, I can't believe it. 
come from that. I can still picture this web page, and it just, you know, it was probably Netscape back then. I'll never yeah, forget yeah. the dial-up connection. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that was the same. Yeah, it was it. just listening to it, like <laughs> noises and shit. So much fun trying you to figure mail. out how to use a dial-up modem though when you're like eight, when you're yeah. not supposed to be doing it, so you can't ask for help, and there's no instructions because they don't <laughs> exist anymore. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, I, I was like twelve, and just uh, yeah, I mean. I was 12 and I think I mentioned this in uh, one of my group chats the other night. And it's like, I had free internet for the longest time just because uh, Alta Vista and Ned Zero, they would all do these little trials. And I figured out, well, I can just go in the registry and delete all the entries having to do with that and reuse the free <laughs> trial over and over again. Nice. And so oh, I was good. there 12 and I discovered IRC and started being able to download games and shows and everything else. Uh, but it would take 12 hours on a 28.8 connection. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was just like, you know, you felt like you had just built the first pirate ship. I mean, <laughs> wasn't 56 K like revolutionary. It was like, Holy shit. Oh what yeah. I mean, lightning we, speed. Each step was revolutionary because you went from like 14.4 to 28.8 and then 56K. And then, you know, you started getting uh, like DSL connections in some places. And it's like, holy crap, I can I can get a video that's three minutes long downloaded in less than an hour. That's crazy. Right. I used to dream so hard of a T1 line. Oh, I know. And then now looking back on what a T1 line's capacity is, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> My phone does that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like the old uh, days of Napster and all that stuff, and you'd see a handful of people on there with a T1 line, and it's just like, you lucky bastards. You <laughs> you can get that Britney Spears video in seconds. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite TV sitcom back then, if you had to pick one? Oh, it's hard to choose, and like... uh Millennials won't even know this shit, but I was in a very religious household, and so most of my early TV experiences were like Nick at Night shit. Mm -hmm. So people are like, what did you watch whenever you were, you know, 10, 11, 12? It's like, you know, uh, Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore, um, F Troop. Um, <laughs> Man from Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I watched more Matlock whenever I was that age than anything. <laughs> oh my God, right? Matlock or uh, Magnum PI and that crazy. Yeah. My three sons. <laughs> oh, I know. Like all of that stuff. Um, you know, I'm so nerdy about it too, because like that's a lot of the stuff that I collect. You know, I've got uh, all of these nick at night and tv land promos and bumpers from like you know the early early 90s and everything and that's i can just nerd out on that i <laughs> you know you remember all the stupid little jingles from like nick at night's block party summer it's like oh it's all bewitched tonight that's that's <laughs> great you know bewitched that was like <laughs> one of my favorites man she would tabitha was hot <laughs> <laughs> dude i love all of that stuff i mean i still can watch that my wife you know i'll mention shows and she's like i've never seen any of that it's like you haven't seen taxi i mean right you know, that's that's where danny everything DeVito. started yeah <laughs> danny devito tony danza yeah like it was the beginning <laughs> andy kaufman i mean what was that with uh with john travolta um oh god 
He was welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was Dude, awesome. That's, that's my <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like Vinny Barbarino, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, Vinny yeah, Vinny Barbarino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up your nose with a rubber hose. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> the professor's like, "What are you guys talking?" About? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I didn't have cable until we were like, I was like thirteen. Yeah. But then when I did have cable, there was a lot of shows that I watched and I I don't even remember because honestly, I spent more time just trying to build shit and like put computers together and do stuff than watching TV. But it usually wasn't things like Matlock, you know, they would come on. And so I knew of their existence, but I never really got into them. And I the six million dollar man. But that was back when cable was an actual cable line that went to a big box that you push buttons on (laughs) to get channels to change. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I, I remember that. I just... That's not the kind of shows that I was into, you know. <laughs> I was uh, kind of in the same boat because we hardly ever had cable, but uh, my mom managed apartments, and so they would usually have a model unit, and that always had cable. So on, like, Friday, Saturday night, she'd let me go over there, and I'd take the VCR and a stack of blank tapes and just nice. record the hell out of everything I could so that whenever I got back home and had no TV, you know, I had a good 18 hours of uh, VHS tapes that I could pull from that's genius (laughs) that's perfect it's funny how we adapt to stuff right you know i mean even look at today uh, how we're how how we're adapting to this change and you know yeah change isn't always easy or you know trying to make do isn't always easy but it can be done you know yeah i mean that's i don't know i mean it sounds like y'all may have had a similar childhood but I learned to problem solve. If there was something that I really, really wanted to do and it wasn't a possibility for me, I would find some way to jury rig it into, you know, reality for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And so, you yeah. know, whether it was uh, hooking up, you know, a makeshift antenna or recording all of cable, you know, I would find a way to get around these problems that I had. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that worries me about this upcoming generation is everything's way too easy. I mean, you don't have to problem solve a lot of stuff. A lot of those like physical real world skills are not as prominent anymore. And it's concerning because if technology becomes not a thing for a little while, you know, it'll still be a thing. But if it's not the number one thing in the world, like it is today for a little while well this all goes to shit people are going to be screwed while they don't know how to do anything what are you going to do when you can't just go to the mechanic you know what are you going to do when you can't just have a plumber show up at your doorstep when when your sink is pouring water everywhere like you're going to have to have a little bit of capability and a lot of people aren't going to have that and that's yeah i mean if they aren't able to just you know load up a youtube video on how to fix a sink or you know unclog a drain then they're kind of screwed That's just it because like the internet is not guaranteed. It's, you know, it's pretty resilient. It's pretty robust as, as a infrastructure, you know, but it's not forever. You know, it's, it it is possible that the internet goes down or that something happens where you don't have access to it and you're trying to survive in a situation. And yeah, you can't just go to YouTube or Wikipedia and find that thing that you need. You're kind of effed. So, right. You know how many times I've said, hey, I'm going to work on your car, son. You want to you wanna come with me and watch and you can learn? No, no, I'll just pay someone to do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> hopefully luck. you're fortunate enough to be able to do that all the time. But, yep. you know, 
what about that time you get a flat tire and you don't have phone service where you're at and you got to change a tire? What are you going to do? You know, just little things. You know, little shit like that, that like will save your ass. Yeah. Duct tape is amazing. Always have a roll of duct tape and a roll of electrical tape in your car. Oh, so did you, speaking of VHSs from earlier, <laughs> did, do you remember the moment when you felt like a fucking genius because you discovered that you could tape something into the slot on the, you know, the, you break the little piece off to turn off recordability or whatever on the right protect. Yeah. God, yeah. too much today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you break the right protect tab off, then you realize that you can tape something back in there and it'll record over it again. It's like yeah. that moment as a child where you're like, I am God. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I figured out pretty early on uh, that, you know, I could record off of another VCR, you know, stuff from Blockbuster and everything. I remember, mm-hmm. I think it was the first X-Files movie where I was like, I could just stick a piece of tape over this thing and I've got the X-Files movie and you know, an hour and a half. So, yep. you know what we got to do? We got to, we got to get, we got to get witty next Saturday night and we got, we got to do a live stream and have him do some spinning and we'll get a bunch of people on zoom and we'll all like dance and hang out and drink beer and just shoot the shit. Like Hell a, yeah, like dude. a virtual party, but on zoom, you know? Yeah, I wonder yeah. if that'll work because we tried last time we tried to have him spin when he was on the show, we were still recording with Anchor. And you remember how bad Anchor would cut out your audio if somebody else yes. was talking? Yeah. So he was trying to spin, but then as we were talking over him spinning in the background, it just yeah. cut all of it out and there was just us talking. I remember that. Yeah. I, was so I wonder upset. if there's a way to layer it. Well, in Zoom, I think we're fine. Yeah, okay. I think in Zoom we'd be good. Um, it was at just least an in Anchor my experience. Thing. What were we doing the other day when we tried, we, we were trying that, uh, oh, we were doing the non-rap battles, right? Yeah, it, I think it was just because of the way he had his shit set up. Okay, all right. But yeah, that, I mean, that would be fun. I think that'd be, a, that'd be a riot. We'd get a bunch of Deegans on and just a bunch of everybody's. Well, drink yeah. beer and pop and like whatever I, else. I mean, I think right now is the best time to experiment with, uh, you know, all of this stuff. For sure. I tried even back in like early 2018 to try to get people on and do like, you know, CT roast battles kind of shit. Cause I was really into roast at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that's something that people would probably be able to do now. You've got everybody at home. So uh, we can just, you know, fly whatever up a flagpole and see who salutes. Maybe yeah. we can just call it the marshmallow roast and then the campfire can host it. And there series. I love it. It'll be like right. a special that's hosted by Sherpa. So we'll host it and Sherpa will actually do the roasting or have people to do the roasting. But he'll he'll, <laughs> run, yeah. the, he'll run the roast. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hell yeah. Hell or yeah. He'll just do it on his channel. Well, right. I was I just gonna say that. <laughs> God, shit, oh, it's just so fast, man. It does. Oh, it's even fine on uh, your channel. I'm still God, I'm so behind on editing. I uh, I keep doing these damn. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is not new. Hold on a second. Let me yeah. go look at my folder, which well, I have one less episode to edit, which is depressing as fuck because I accidentally fucked up and lost the <sighs> audio oh, for no. uh, Justin Vendetta and Crypto Wrecked. The sooner that was, that was oh, awesome, no, dude. Too. Yeah, I was so upset. I'm mad. I'm really mad. <laughs> my fault though. I fucked up. All right, Crypto Campfire episodes. So last Got, one like, I released was eighty-eight. And oh, I have yeah. 104 recorded. So, oh, Lord. Oh, my God. I've got some editing to do. We're, yeah. we're, but some of those are live streams. So there, we have like three or four of them that are live streams. So those are easy. But, right. 
Yeah. Well, they narrow yeah. it down. But it's good, though, because yeah. I think we need to start, as content creators, trying to push out as much content as we can. I mean, without extending yourselves too much, because you still have to remember to take care of yourself and your family. But at the same time, you know, we should be pushing out content for people to enjoy because they're getting so fucking angry on Twitter. It's like, yeah, and maybe just crazy. go listen to a podcast for a while. Come back after you've calmed down. Right. Yeah, everybody's got to desalinate somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. God, my problem is... I. I've been addicted to doing these group chats on like Friday night and I keep telling the wife, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try to cut it down to two or three hours. <laughs> Every <laughs> single freaking time it has run like six and a half hours straight. He's like, hey, this past Friday, he's like, yeah, I should be done by then. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I was going to jump on too after the live streams and they went like an extra half hour too long. And so I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to gotta watch the movie with the kids right dude it was so <laughs> i should have jumped on for like five minutes even oh i mean it was great like all of these have been great i hopped on you know one with y'all uh hopped on one with uh invest noir, noir. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah i mean all of these have just been great because you just get so many different personalities and the panel discussion is just awesome uh it really is and you get to learn you get to meet other people and learn about how they who they are yeah and it's so yeah. real too because most of the people haven't had anything prepared i mean you might occasionally get somebody who like speaks a lot and has kind of some shit but he's not come to a podcast ready to shill a product he's just jumping on a live stream ready to talk about life and whatever and so you right. just get real conversation and not this pre-canned bullshit that sometimes you have to drag people out of on the podcast so I don't know, but I'll it's, tell so, you what, though, it's so fun. Uh, I tell you one thing that I've learned during this is uh, people from the UK are way better at improv than I'm ever going to be. Uh, yeah. um, every time I get somebody from the UK on, whether it's Ocelot, uh, I had Simon Breeden on the group chat the other day, and these Brits can just pop off with the funniest shit. Seriously. Just every kidding. two seconds. I mean, it just blows my mind. Like Alex Libertas is that way. And yeah. uh, uh, who the fuck was I just thinking of? Um, nope, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's a better example, too. And it's just gone. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the gent. See, how the fuck? Wait, what? You, for, you were forgetting about the crypto gent? What's wrong with me? I'm such a terrible person. But no, uh, he's, uh, they're so quick and they're just, it's funny. But Colin, though, especially, he is Colin's a trip. Hilarious. Oh, I know, man. Some of the shit he comes up with, I'm just like, where in the <laughs> hell are you doing? I love his new cooking series. <laughs> Put some dick sauce on it. Uh, with no. Dick spice. Dick spice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Dude, he was shooting that name around in the chat, and he got so many, uh, so many ideas for names out of left field. And he's like, no, that may be a bit too far. It's like, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> crypto cooking. That's that's what you're gonna get. From exactly. That. It's amazing. It, but it was cool because it was like so well put together. He actually did a really nice job at putting together a cooking show with a little bit of ridiculous humor in the middle of it, you know, or like a cooking blog, whatever you want to call it. But I thought it yeah. was cool. So uh, we're going to be making that caramel sauce that he. Nice. I don't remember if he called it dick sauce, but the, the caramel <laughs> sauce. Oh, he needs to expand that. Like, uh, I don't know if anybody remembers the old TVS uh, show Dinner in a Movie. It's like yep. he oh, just yeah. needs to. Uh, expand that a little bit and do themed ones based around whatever he's watching. 
pick out some of the corniest horror movies of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He just ought to do like a, a dinner and a comedy club thing side by side with it. He could do like, I feel like Colin should do stand-up comedy if he doesn't. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because he could do like a little cooking show where he, he cooks for us and then he goes into a comedy bit while we're watching him eat. You know, or what the fuck ever. I don't know. Just some crazy, stupid shit. It would be amazing. Right. One last thing before we wrap. Sherpa, if you could take one positive thing away from everything we've been through in the last two months as a society, what, what one thing could you take away from it right now? If everything went back to normal right now, what one positive thing could you take away from it? I think being more prepared. You know, in the beginning, I was telling everybody, you don't need to panic. And I really should have considered, you know, the whole Boy Scout thing of, you know, always be prepared. Because even if there's no reason to panic, even if it is another, you know, SARS or whatever here where it doesn't really hit that hard, it doesn't hurt you any to have what you need to last longer than two weeks. Right. Uh, that way you're not one of the people freaking out and having to, you know, beat somebody's ass in the middle of a Walmart for some toilet paper. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a really good one, actually. Really good one. So thank you so much for joining as usual. It's been a good evening and it's always a pleasure talking with you for sure. Yeah, it was great being on, man. We're definitely going to have to have around three or 12, whatever it becomes. Yeah, whatever it becomes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Absolutely. I mean, as much as I can get on here, you guys are great to talk to about all this stuff. So, well, thanks. Keep an eye out. We'll be doing more live streams and we'll try to jump on another one of yours too. Damn straight. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, hit me up whenever you guys are going to do one because I'm I'm loving the hell out of these. They get me out of uh, get me out of the space a little bit. Headspace. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Get you out of your headspace, and that's the best part. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's easy to get (laughs) lost in our own headspace. Oh yeah. All the time. Until next time, bro. (laughs) Have yourself a great evening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right, bud. Y'all too. Take it easy, man. Peace. Man, that was a good time. (laughs) That was awesome. I always love talking to him, man. Yeah. There's never a a lack of entertainment with a Sherpa call. There's not. There's not. You know, I mean, conversation was a little off for me tonight just because I'm in pain from my back being all jacked up, but, you know – a little fuzzy, tell. little fuzzy from the meds, but other than that, you know, it was a good night. I, I enjoyed it. Oh yeah. It's always nice to just kind of relax and go with the flow and not have to try and pay attention to notes and think about the things that you were hoping to talk about and some of that stuff. And on the other hand, just connect and roll with it, let it go and just have a conversation. It's so much more fun. That's right. Until next time, guys, remember life's too short. Don't sweat the small shit. It's all small shit. And as soon as you can actually go outside for normal things, go to coinflip.tech, find an ATM, and go buy some Bitcoin. Right. Or look at Bitcoin, or sell Bitcoin, or just look at the ATM. But if you find $100, make sure you give it back. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's an inside joke. So until next time, guys, have yourselves a great night. We'll talk to you later. Take it easy, guys.